Okay, welcome back to our our ongoing series in in the study of Nevi'im Rishonim, prophetic visions in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shoftim. The series will focus on how Shmuel Novi, the author of the Book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our time. Uh, all the shiurim are dedicated in the memory of our Rabbi Rachmiel ben Rabbi Meir, um, who passed away just just a short time ago. Um, again, as uh, we'll continue to have the shiurim on Zoom and uh, and together live here in Shul, Baruch Hashem, we have a chaver here in Shul, and and we're, we're going to continue with that. Okay, uh, we were we were in middle of Perak, hey, Vav, Perak Vav, sorry. Uh, we were discussing uh, Gidon last Sunday night. So I, I wanted uh, to just review a couple of things and to add a, and to add a couple of things. And then, and then, and then we have to look at the Psukim because Psukim are very, um, they're very revealing about who, who Gidon was and, and what, what he did, what he understood uh, and what he became. Um, I, I think I mentioned in passing last Sunday night that there are similarities of the call of Gidon to being a Shofet to the call of Moshe being the, uh, being the head of Am Yisrael. There, um, the similarities are both in the quality of, of the act of each as well as the reactions of, of both of them. So we mentioned the Medrash by Moshe that he saw the sheep, uh, that he saw the sheep um, uh, running away and he chased after the sheep and he found the sheep by the water and he realized that the sheep was thirsty and he gave, and he gave the he gave the sheep to drink and and he and Hashem and he carried the sheep back to the flock and Hakadosh Baruch Hu looks down and says such a person has such a sensitivity for the for the sheep is certainly a person certainly a person who who is. Uh, Worthy of, of being the, the leader of the Jewish people. Uh, one 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 of the things that Jewish leadership must always have is a deep feeling for Am Yisrael, and we're going to see that the advocacy of Am Yisrael sometimes transcends other other qualities that they that some of the leaders may not lack. But if they have this feeling and this advocacy for the Jewish people, then, then they're, we, we overlook some of their, of their shortcomings. Um, as I mentioned last week, Gidon was not the God of Lador. Uh, he, he was not Asniel ben Kenaz. He was certainly not on, uh, on any of those levels when it came to earning, but nonetheless, he had some great qualities. So we, we got up to, so I wanted to mention a couple other things. Um, so, so again, so the, so the thing we saw is that Gidon became a leader as a result for his sensitivity to his father. So, we, so we're introduced to Gidon uh, when he was, he was threshing um, wheat in a olive press. So we spoke about last week that, the, that we, what we spoke about the, the difference between two types of invaders. Um, one invader who's looking to conquer the con country to benefit them, i.e., that the people should become his uh, servants and they, and they should pay taxes and and all all of that. You know, you know, uh, you know it was the first uh, accountant in, in our history, Yosef. 
I, I, I would argue that it's the most overlooked parak in all of Chumash. It's the last parak in Parshas um, Vayigash. It says after Yaakov Avinu comes to Mitzrayim and they, Yosef settles them in Goshen. So, so Yosef, then the Novi, the Novi, then the Chumash describes to us how Yosef arranged the land vis-a-vis the tax system. Because right? as the famine progressed, the, the Chumash tells us how the first the people gave money to buy food, and then when they ran out of money, they gave their animals, and eventually they gave the land. So now Paro owned the whole land. So, but the reality of owning the whole land is that what are you going to do with the, the whole country? You need, you need people to, in order, uh, you know, it, it was a chokhmah of Yosef. Yosef recognized that, that in order for the country to function, in order for the country, you need people working the land. Right? You have to stimulate the economy. This is not a new concept. Yosef understood that uh, four, four and a half thousand years ago. That you, ha- you, have to, you, have to, you have to stimulate, stimulate the, the economy. And, and what Yosef did was brilliant. Yosef did was that he divided the land. And uh, although I wish he was in charge of taxes, he only charged a 20% tax instead of a 30% tax. Um, and he, he, he told them that, that the people have to give 20% to Faro and 80% they keep on their own. And that was the arrangement that Yosef ha- had, made, had made with them. It was, it was that quality leadership that Yosef recognized that the, that the country needs to develop and the country needs to grow. Yes, there could be, yes, there could be tight rule, and yes, there could be a king, but, and, you know, it, it says also when, when Shlomo HaMelech uh, was visited well, by the queen of by yeah. the queen of Sheba, so it says it says yeah, I know everyone everyone likes to say that they got married and I don't know anyway it says that it doesn't say that anywhere in the Tanakh um, it says she came she left uh, I don't know what people are talking about uh, but okay whatever that's a different dis- different discussion for another time but anyway one of the things that it says that, that the Mepharshim, what what one of the things that that the Mepharshim, um comment on that she was impressed with was how the government run, ran. Like, like there's a parak in, in Melachim that described the different officers. Uh, it's a whole parak that just tells you all the different officers, his, uh, what do we call them? The cabinet, thank you. Uh, the cabinet, you know, he had a cabinet and he had the secretary of the agriculture and he had the secretary of uh, the, the homeland and all, and all the different things that he ran. And he ran the government recognizing that he can't, that you can't run it by yourself. Like, like if you want to be successful, you need to run the country with, through the people. The people need to run the country. And if the people don't feel like they're being oppressed, and the people feel like, you know, like any country understands that you pay taxes. I mean, you may not like it, you know, want it, but that's what, that's what happens in the world. But, but, it, but if the people are working the land, what was really was Yosef's vision, uh, then they understood it. Mo- very often, we spoke about the Bablin last week. You know, you know, you know, you know Nebuchad, uh, I, when we talk about this, Song, Song Gedalia is coming. Song Gedalia was the greatest missed opportunity in all of Jewish history. Uh, it, 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 that's the tragedy of Song Gedalia, because Nebuchadnezzar wanted the Jewish people to rebuild. After he destroyed them and after he destroyed the base of Megdash, he left a colony of Jews in Eretz Yisrael and he appointed a Jewish leader. And he want, and, and you know the potential that was lost at the assassination of Gedalia ben Achikom is tragedy off the scale. 
the potential that was lost, because he also understood, as evil as he was, and I am not diminishing the, the evilness of Nebuchadnezzar, but he also had a, a, had a certain understanding of running governments and, and people, that, that when he initially came to Eretz Yisrael, he wanted them to pay taxes. He, wanted to, he didn't want them to rebel. He didn't want to fight wars. He didn't want to do uh, any of that. That was not the story of the Midianites. The Midianites were out for destruction. They, they wanted to destroy the Jewish people and to destroy the land of Israel. And, and that was a very, very different story than some of the previous invaders. And that was a very different story than future invaders. Um, if you think about, um, you know, what, what, what's, you know, the history of Eretz Yisrael, you know, Maral says only the Jewish people can build Eretz Yisrael. And, and, and if, if you don't believe that Maral, well, we've seen that with our own eyes. Uh, we've seen 800 years of nothing and 75 years of everything. So, you know, so that, that's, that's, that's the story. And, that, and that's what, and that's what Gidon was, was threshing in the, in the olive press because the, the Midianites were just out to destroy them. And, and it says that he stopped his father from doing it because, because his father, uh, even though he was an idolater, but, but uh, so really Przansky writes in his book, but he recognized that his father was still a generation closer to Sinai and still was on the chain of the Masora, even though the message that he was passing down was distorted. And, and he said, no, you can't do this. If they, if they come, they're going to attack and they're going to take, and you're not going to be able to run. At least let me do this. Uh, so that was the, uh, it was also, there was also part of that, it was also Gidon's sense of humility, which again is a, a similarity to Moshe. Gidon had a tremendous sense of humility. He didn't see, he understood his role that he has to join and help and protect, uh, protect his father. And, 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 that, and that's what made him uh, a call to be, to be the leader. Uh, we said that um, the Novi Pinchas came and, um, and scolded them and told them about Yitziat Mitzrayim and says, you know, remember how Kodesh Baruch Hu has protected you and, all, and, all, and, and made promises to you, but and only asked you to stay away from, from the non-Jews of Eretz Yisrael. Chase them out of the land and build. And you didn't listen, so I'm not sure why you're upset about all the troubles that have come, come upon you. Okay, that takes us to Pasuk Yud Aleph. It's page 152 in the art scroll. Uh, if you follow me in an art scroll, it's Perik Vav, Pasuk Yud Aleph. So let, let, let's, let's, let's talk about the Malach. Uh, so we started it a little bit. So a Kaddish Baruch sends a Malach, right? Again, similar to Moshe. If you looked at the Pesukim at the beginning of Perak Gimel in, in the Chumash, so what does it say? What first appears to Moshe from the Sneh? So when Moshe is called to be the leader of the Jewish people, at first, inside the Sneh was a what was a Malach. Malach first comes and talks to Moshe. Later, later, of course, Hashem himself talks to Moshe, and we're going to see here, Gidon himself will get a revelation from a Kodesh Baruch Hu directly. So that's one, uh, that's uh, just similarity number one, uh, besides the humility and the other things. Okay. Vayarma Allah Hashem, Vayeshev Tachas Afra. So it says the Malach was sitting under the elm tree. So we, we mentioned last week the Radal, the Malachim don't sit. Uh, Malachim hover. Uh, and he was hovering, waiting. Uh, so, and we spoke about to see, to see exact, to see exactly 
what uh, what 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 Gidon was, um, and and we're we're going to see that, that that's a, that's an important aspect and to see you know what he does and we and we and and the Radak mentions how he saw the the uh, the, the compassion that he had for his father uh, and that already made him appear. And now and it says he comes to Yoash Avia Ezri. He said, he said, Hashem is with you, O mighty hero. Mighty hero. So the question is, what's his strength? Nobody doesn't tell us what his strength was. It's a question that that that's uh, that we have to think about. What is that? When, when the Mala calls him a, a strong hero, what is that talking? What is that talking about? So let's see. It's very important. Byomeri love Gidon be Adoni. So Gidon says, he says, Hashem is with you, right? Also, Hashem says to Moshe, Ki Eheyeh Iba, I will be with you again. Similarity number three. To, to Moshe. Uh, we're also going to talk about Elio and Ovi. We're going to get to him also. He's an important part of this. Uh, anyway, so the Malach says you're a strong hero. So one of the explanations is your character and your sense of compassion demonstrates a great level of strength, a great level of valor that you have in you. You're not the average person. Your, your sense of compassion is great. And we're going to see in a few minutes also, he advocates for the Jewish people, and that ultimately is his greatest strength. And that ultimately is, again, makes him similar to Moshe. Now, so Gidon responds. Yesh Hashem Imanu. He says, Hashem is with us? Really? The Lama Mitzah Asnu Kozos. If Hashem is with us, so why are we suffering like this? Where are all the miracles? Where are all the miracles that our fathers told us that Hashem performed for us in Mitzrayim? And now Hashem has forsaken us. How could you, meaning, how could, as the Mesudah David points out, how could you say Hashem was with me? It is clear that he's not. And what happened to all the miracles? Okay, so why? To say to say we feel forsaken, I understand. But why why is Gidon pick on why does he say why is it why didn't he say uh, what happened to the miracle of uh, Gid of Yoshua? Uh, what happened to why what happened to the miracle uh, uh, of any of the old and see why does he specifically pick on you see aspects right? So we're going to see in this parak that that this story takes place on Pesach, Pesachaya, right? Rashi says Pesachaya. Why? Does he look in the? Because what does he say? He says this. This. This is what he. This is what he says. Amalo, this is what Gidon says to the Malach. Emesh, 
hikrenu avo avo esahalo. Last night, my father said halal. V'shamati shahayi omer b'seis Yisrael mimitzrayim. And I heard him say that Hashem has taken us out of Mitzrayim. V'yaton itashtanu. And now you have forsaken us. So he says, okay. He says, here's the deal. Gidon says to, to the Malachor, he says, here's the deal. Im tzadikim are you avuseinu? He said, okay, it's Pesach. Okay. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out that even a Jew who has left the fold, so to speak, the pintily it always comes out. There's always some Jewish reaction. Uh, even in, with the idols, they were they were eating matzah on Pesach and they were celebrating Pesach and they had a mock seder. They 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 did something. They, Jewish people don't completely go away. There's, a, there's, there's always there's always a, a vestige of, of their Judaism. That's, a, that's what Hasidim call the pintaliyid, right? Right. With the idols, they're, they're having matzah, and uh, with the idols, they can't eat chametz on, on Pesach, uh, right? I don't know if you saw that amazing story by Rav Gold. Yoel Gold told the story of this Arab bakery that was open on Pesach because you couldn't get chametz in Eretz Yisrael, and all the fire yidden would, would go to um, this bakery because that's the only place in the country you could find chametz. So anyway, so apparently somebody, uh, I'm telling the story, right, but you'll get the gist of the story. Uh, apparently somebody made him an offer and said that if you close on Pesach, we'll pay you for all the profits that you will you that you will uh, lose for that week for all the people that are coming to you. And he agreed. So why not? I got a vacation. And then, and apparently he put up a sign, to all my uh, all my Jewish customers, you know, whatever. Anyway, so a year later they came back to him and and, and they and they said they they offered him the same thing. He said, Nah, don't give me. I'll close. I'm going to be closed. I don't want any money. And I said, Why not? They said because after I closed, the, the, the profits that I made in, in the year after that was double and triple than they than they ever made. I had the best year financially that I've ever had. And he says, "Don't I don't need I don't need the money. We're we're uh, we're all good." Jewish people, there's always something like 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 in this story where, where they where they worship idols, but he, but they had a seder. They didn't eat chametz. They were eating matzah. We're gonna sit. We're gonna see. We're gonna see in the story that they, they were eating matzah. Oh, without without Gidon says the following. He says, "Im sadikim are you ever saying yasalach now, why did you take our, our forefathers out of Mitzrayim, Gidon says? Maybe they were sadiq. Maybe they were righteous. So if they were righteous, then let, let us sit on their coattails. Let us ride on their coattails. Uh, and, and in their merit, now you need to save us now. There, no, if, if, if they were holy enough and they were righteous enough, that you felt that you had to do all the miracles of Mitzrayim and bring the mantles and Kriyas Yamsav and bring the man and the, the whole story, then there's, then, then there's something from them that's left for us, that, that you could, that you could uh, help us out and, and, um, and save us now. Oh, but then here's the most brilliant comment, he says. Ve'im Rishayim ayu, Yashayim she'asal lahem niflo sabchinam, ken ya'asal anu. He says, well, wait a second. 
But then I got a better response to them. If they were not worthy, I'm going to go we're back to Moshe in a second. If they were not worthy, then why, why, why did they get a free pass and we don't get a free pass? So what does Moshe say? Moshe says to, to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Mi anochi ki elech el paro v'chi yotzi as Yisrael mimitzrayim. Moshe says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who am I to go to power? So, so, so it was two questions. It was a personal question and it was a national question. So Rashi says, uh, if you look in the Chumash, Rashi says that Moshe said, what did they do that made them worthy of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim? And you know what the answer is? Nothing. But there was something they will do. Rashi said, because, because when, they, when they'll come back to this spot, which is Harsinai, and they're going to receive the Torah, that, that, that's really the ultimate expression of the end justifies the means. Uh, that makes them worthy, because they're going to be in Makabal Torah at Harsinai after seven weeks uh, after UCS was trying. For that reason alone, I'm going to do all of, the, all, all, of the, all of these miracles. It's a tremendous uh, Musar for that, that if you plan to learn Torah, that's why that's why Chazal say that that they when you go up to heaven, they don't ask you if you learn Torah. They ask you if you kavata eaten with Torah. They ask you, did you set aside time to learn Torah? Because if you set it aside, you're going to do it. That's that's the ultimate message. That if I say every night at seven o'clock I have dafyomi or whatever it is, whatever I'm learning, then you're going to do it. If I say I'll do it when I have time, the Gemara says I'm getting a brachos, the Gemara says, you say I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it when I have time. No, you have to set aside the time. It's a tremendous Muslim art that, that, that because they were going to receive the Torah, so Kodesh Baruch was Moshe that made them worthy of it. So Gido made the same question. He said, he said, one second. He said, if those people were great, then uh, so there's got to be something, some of their chusim that, that can help us now. And, but but, but Gido really nailed the point. He said, and if they weren't, so why do they get a free pass and we don't get a free pass? Help us. This, this goes on his list. This goes on his resume. As, as the same way that Moshe advocated by Yichal Moshe as Pnei Hashem Elokal, that Moshe advocates for the Jewish people at every step of the way, so too Gidon becomes the advocate of the Jewish people. He said, he said, no matter how you look at us, we deserve. We deserve. Either, either we have Zchusim, our ancestors were great Sadiqim, and then you got to help us, uh, or, or not. So I, I mentioned uh, Peter Sozi here, those that were here from between Minchamar, I mentioned the the minig, um, the the, Shohan, the Ramah brings down in Hilfus Rosh Hashanah uh, and in Hilfus Tishabot about um, visiting the Kvarim, but particularly on on um, on Hilf, uh, in, on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Ramah writes in in Simon Tov Kufei Aleph Seif Dalit Yesh Bekomas Nogim Leilech El Akvaros Ulaharbo Sham Betchinos. He says there are there are places that have a strong minig to go to the to the cemetery and say uh, much of, of Tehillim. Christ the Mishnah the base Akvaros who makom menuchas hasadikim. The base Akvaros is the place where the sadikim are are, are lying. The hatvila niskablo sham yosef because of 
of the of them, your tefillos are received. Because we don't daven to the mason. Well, we ask Hashem that he should that he should have compassion on us. In the merit of the righteous people who are who are lying here in the cemetery, the Akiva Kvaras, we eat in Stoko, Kodim Shiomar Trinos, and we should give Sadoka, the Enle Lecha Kever Echad, Shepam Yomachavi. Side note, but anyway, so the Shabur says that we, we're looking for the for the merits of the Sadikim on Erev Rosh Hashanah that a Kadishparabu should inscribe us the Atachai and Tal Mubishol. And that's what Gidon said. Gidon said, we have Schusim. He said, either we have chusim, or, or, or we deserve the same free pass that our forefathers had. And, and that's a, a very strong. Lama yomru mitzrayim leimor b'ra'o hutziyam marul gosam deharim olechal isam yalpidei adamah. Moshe says, you know, the mitzvah are going to say terrible things about, about you, about us. You know, Mo, you know, Moshe turns into that advocate and... And Moshe, you know, Moshe says, if you're not going to forgive them, erase me from the book. You know, all, all the things that Moshe does. And Gidon takes on that role as well. That's a very important point here. Um, and, and it's Pesach. And, and, and he has an understanding of the Yantav of Pesach. As I'll tell us, and in the month of Nisan, we were redeemed. And in, the, and in the future month of Nisan, we, we, will, we will be redeemed. So Gidon says, now is the time of redemption. We were redeemed either because of the great tzaddikim that our forefathers were, or because of Kaddish Baruch and his kindness took us out. But either way, now, now is the time where we need redemption. And, and in the same way that we said Hallel, we said last night, Gidon says, tonight we need a, a, a different kind of redemption. Redemption from from the Midrash. And we're going to see a, a number of different references in this story to Pesach, to the Korban HaOmer, and, and to different things. And that's a very, very important idea uh, over here. Ha'yifen elav Hashem. Yedalad v'yomer lech v'chochachazeh. So now Hashem, so the Radak says that um, that Hashem himself, I think it's the Radak. Uh, uh, anyway, Hashem comes to him, uh, Rashi says it. Uh, Rashi says that that, that Kaddish Baruch Hu comes and, 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 and says to him, go with your strength. And that was his strength. His strength was that he turned into the great advocate for the Jewish people. Like he understood his, he instantly understood his role in the same way that Moshe instantly understood his role. Uh, and Yisrael I am, I am sending you. And that's a very, very important Idea. So now he turns. Now, now he turns on the humility uh, thing. He says, "How am I going to save the Jewish people?" He says, "Number one, the thousands, uh, the thousand people of the army that maybe I could gather." Look at Rashi. Right. Even if you tell me I'll become the general over the thousand people, says Rashi, who are Elif Hadal? It's the weakest of, 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 of uh, Menashe. The whole Alfei Menashe is the weakest of, of all the people. He says, that's who you want me to go out and, and, and make a, a miracle? He said, you know, I don't understand. And he says, and on top of that, he says, he says, 
זה מסביבה את הבין פרנציה, והאלף שבבייס אבינים נבו הוא הגרוע מכולם. ואנוכי הוא הקטן שבבייס אבי, ומי ישמע לי ללכת על הטבלה, I am the youngest of my house who's going to listen to me. So in that way, he becomes similar to David Amela. David Amela, right, it's a, there's a stira in the psukim. It's a fascinating, so it's, it's a long drush that I can't give you right now. But anyway, one parak in the Novi says Yishai had seven sons, and the next parak says eight sons. What happened? That's a whole long story. But, but the kids are, when, when Shmuel Novi comes to anoint David to be the king, the future king of Israel after Shaul dies. So he doesn't, Kaddish Baruch doesn't tell him who, who it is. He said, just go, just go to that house and you'll know when, when it's the right one. And, and you know, he, he looks at the first son, very tall, he's handsome. He, he's, ah, oh, this has got to be. Uh-uh. Anyway, he goes to all seven sons and, and no answer. So Shmuel says to Yishai, Tamuanar, is that it? Anyone else? And then they, And then they uh, say, no, there's one more son. He's out in the field. He's not really part of us. Right? David Amel writes in Tehillim, Muzar ha'isi l'beisavi. I was a, a stranger in my father's house. And Shmuel Novi instantly orders them to bring him, to bring him in from the field. And David Amel comes and instantly is anointed as David Amel, Yisrael, Malka, Meshiva. Um, he's... he's anointed to be the king. Uh, being the youngest, uh, what Gidon did not understand, uh, was being the youngest is not necessarily a, a, a reality that you're not capable of being the leader. Uh, you know, uh, the Pasuk says by Aaron Akoin, it says, it says, um, what's it say? It says, uh, by Aaron Akoin, it says that when Aaron was told to go and greet Moshe, he was, Samach Bolibo, he was happy in his heart. So Rashi quotes the Medrash that says that he was Zoha to the Urum Batumim. He was Zoha to wear the Hoshen on his heart because he was a Samach Bolibo. What is with Samach Bolibo? Because he was older than Moshe and, and, and he didn't feel even a, a minute amount of jealousy that Moshe was appointed to be the leader and, and, and he wasn't. And, and that was the Samach Bolibo. But once again, the younger child becomes greater. Of course, Ephraim and Menashe, you know, certainly is the, is the classic Yosef. Although Yo- Yosef, we could debate, because Yehuda is still the king. So uh, we, we could debate with Yosef. But uh, certainly uh, Ephraim and Menashe, you know, he puts his hand on Ephraim, and, you know, he says, uh, you know, and they had that conversation, Sikelis, Yodav, you know, so he, so he had that. So Gidon says, I'm the youngest, nobody's going to listen to me, so what are you sending me? But as we know from our history, that that's not necessarily a riot to anything. Okay. So, that, that, so that's his comment. And, and his strength is his advocacy. Vayomer, okay. So he says, Pasuk tes zavav, Vayomer elav Hashem, elav Hashem ki imach. That's what Hashem says to Moshe. And Moshe says, how can I go? Hashem says, ki imach. I will be with you. Rashi says, He says, you don't have to be worthy. If I'm sending you, then you go. That's it. It's not like you got, I will give you the, 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 the power, the strength. All right, right? All right, Kodesh Baruch Hu comes to you, you don't ask questions. You got to be Moshe Rabbeinu to ask questions. Um, but, but Gidon, so 
the defense of Gidon, as we're gonna we'll talk about, is he did not he was not fully on board with what was going on here. Like he had a suspicion what was happening, but he wasn't a we'll see, we'll see, he looks for proof. We're gonna see a number of times Gidon looks for proof that he's getting a real revelation here. That, that a Malach is coming, Hashem is coming, and there are a number of different ways that he goes about to, to prove this. But again, uh, the same response to Moshe, ki imach, Hashem says to Gidon, midyan ki ishechad. I'm telling you to go, uh, and, and as Masudat David says, akol Everyone, everyone will listen to you. Ki ishechad. Ratzolama meheira uvekalos. He says, don't even think for a minute that when you call, when you rally the people to 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 go out and and fight against Midian. Don't even think for a moment that people are going to challenge. It's going to be quick. They'll, they'll, you're going to give a clap on on the tish, and you're going to mila Hashem Eli, and everybody's going to come. And, and don't don't even don't even don't even think twice. Um, there's a you're going to have a tremendous a tremendous call. Right? If you look at, if you look at the Radak, he says. Okay, so then that's when Gidon says, if I'm really being sent by, by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then I want a sign. So that's what he does. Okay, so, so Gidon says, He says, I want a sign. Again, Moshe, what does Moshe go with? Signs, right? Right? So, so Hashem gives him three signs, right? He gives him the, the, the stick, and he gives him the tzaraz, and he gives him the blood, right? Mo Moshe comes with, uh, with signs. So Gidon says, I want a sign. I want to know that this conversation is real. Uh, that that, uh, that I'm hearing uh, a, a call to be uh, to do something that's tremendously divine. So, so he, this is what he says. I'll not tell Moshe He says, he says, do me a favor. So don't move away. Stay here. Don't go away. I'm going to be back. He says, I'm. I'm going to bring a gift, as the Masuda points out. In other words, I'm going to bring you a gift, and in the gift, you're going to show me a sign that you that you're from heaven, right? So that's that's, that's what he says. So and he said, yeah, I'm waiting this long for you to to wake up and to to join to join the story, so uh, I can wait a few more minutes. So uh, now, now it wasn't a few minutes. It probably was an hour or two. Anyway, the Gidomba. So what? So what, what does he do? He comes. Vayaskidizim. He comes with a um, um, uh, a boat, right? Meat. Comes to play a fleshik meal. Makes him a fleshik meal. Veifas kemach matzos and a measurement of matzah. Remember, we said it was Pesach. So he comes with matzah. Habasar sambasal. So he comes with uh, uh, meat in the basket, lamarak and and uh, soup, samba paror in, in a pot, and he pieces and pieces out to the, to the oak tree uh, where where he was, and, and he puts it in front of him. 
Um, so, so it's an interesting combination of foods. Uh, again, Rashi does point out, Kemach Matzos, Labmadno Shepesach. We said that it was Pesach. Yom Tenufa Saomer. And he says, but this was already the next day. This was the second day of Pesach, where it was the day that they had to bring the Korban Omer. So we're going to see when he goes into the camp, we're going to talk about the barley, and also relates to the, the Korban Omer. So there's, again, a lot of these images in this story. Um, anyway, so, and, and he brings them this whole thing. Now, now, again, Elokim means Hashem is sitting in judgment. So now, what the Malach is saying, what you're going to see is going to be convincing to the point that you're going to, well, we'll see, he gets a little nervous, scared, that he gets scared that he's going to die. But, but what you're going to see is going to be clear justice and din from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that you need to go on this mission. Take the, the meat and the matzah and put it on the on the um, the stone. Also sell and pour the soup on the on the rock. Uh, you know, and he does. Okay, so he tells them what to do. So the malach had a stick. And what did he do? And then he touched the meat. And what happened? And fire comes up from the rock. And it consumed the meat and the matzah. And then the malach goes away. Where do I begin here? Uh, so many imageries, so many symbols. So number one, let's talk about Elio. Well, let's talk about Moshe. We're talking about Moshe. So Moshe, of course, saw Hashem in the fire, in the snare. The snare was a burning fire. Moshe's, Moshe's whole revelation, the initial one, at least, anyway, uh, was with a fire. So, so again, Gidon's call to, to go to leave B'nai Israel is through a fire. The Malach, the Malach. Now, but even more than this, Elio Hanobi. So what's, so what's Elio Anobi? It's the Torah for Parshas Kisitsa. So Elio Anobi challenges the, you know, the, the prophets of Baal, right? Um, now we're going to see Elio Anobi also later. And they go on Har, Har Carmel, and he builds a Mizbeach, which is a problem halachically, which we'll talk about in the next story of Gidon. Um, and he, and of course, they, they go first, nothing happens, and then, then he drenches the Mizbeach and the Korban, and then fire comes down, and what does it say? It consumes everything. Almost the exact image, except for one difference. There the fire came from above, here it seems like it came from below. That was the, that was the, the only difference in the story. Uh, now, what's, what's, the, what's the connection? Uh, Eliyahu Hanavi was in the exact same position as Gidon. Jewish people had, had turned to idolatry. Achav and Izebel had ruled the Jewish people in a very uh, horrific way and, and, and had, had, had led them toward idolatry, Baal, and all of that. Eliyahu Hanavi is finding them to come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And with his fire, what, what do they say? Hashem Hu Elohim, right? It's Ne'ilah. Hashem, it was, it was Ne'ilah for them. Hashem Hu Elohim, Hashem Hu Elohim. Eliyahu Hanavi, through his fire, 
the fire, the consuming fire that burnt up the Bizbeah, um, he turns Am Yisrael to, to back to Hashem. And Gidon is, 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 is charged to go on the mission to get in Israel to do tshuva through the fire that consumed um, the Mizbeach and the meat and, 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 all, and all of that. And at the, and at the same time, on, on, the, on the flip side to Moshe, Moshe's revelation was through the fire of the snare, and Gidon again gets that same kind of revelation. But, but now he steps back. Now, again, if I, may, if I may not overstate this point, what does it say by Moshe? Vayar Moshe Kitsar Liro. Vayar Shem Kitsar Liro. It says that Moshe couldn't look at the fire. He was, uh, he was hiding his face. Vayastem Moshe Espanav. So Moshe also couldn't fully uh, handle the fire that, that was there of the snap. And also Gidon. Vayar Gidon Ki Malach Hashem Hu. Um, so as Ms. Suda points out, Up until this point, he wasn't sure. He thought maybe this was a malach, but he didn't, but he didn't know for sure. We'll see that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting idea in, in Manoach, uh, in the Aftor of Hashem's Nasso, right? He thinks it's a malach, but then they're not sure. And that, that's a, that, that theme of, of what? Yeah, similar, that theme of the Malach showing up and not sure comes up later also in the story of Manoah. We'll get to that in a uh, Anyway, so, so he, he, he realizes now, So what, so what does he say? Aha. So Rashi says, Aha is Lashon Da'aga. He says he's scared. Now that I saw a Malach, because he said, the average person doesn't get to see a Malach. So it's a scary thing to see Amala. So Aha Hashem Elokim, Bibi Yifchad Al Hashem Isi Malach Panav Mul Panai. He says, my, my heart is faint. My heart is scared because I've seen Amala face to face. Again, Moshe spoke to Hashem Panim El Panim. Yidon sees the Malach Panim El Panim. Yalkim Raisi Malach Hashem Panim El Panim. Right, and the exact expression that describes Moshe. That only Moshe saw Hashem, Panim El Panim, Yidon sees the Mala, Panim El Panim. So really a lot, a lot of similarities in this story. So he's scared and he's nervous. So Hashem says, Hashem says, so Radak said it was actually the voice of the Malach, that, that the Malach had left, but he heard it from heaven. That he said, And he told him, don't worry, Altira, do not be, do not be scared, because you you, you're not going to die. And Gidon built a Mizbeach, and he calls it, Hashem is the sign of peace. Hashem, as Rashi says, Hashem Hu Shlomeinu, right? It's the last Mishnah in Shas, right? Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu, Machzik Baruch Hu, Yisrael, Ela HaShalom, right? The, the greatest uh, gift, the uh, plea that Kaddish Baruch Hu gives to the Jewish people is Shalom, is peace. And Gidon recognizing that says Hashem Hu Shlomeinu. Hashem is our symbol of peace. Uh, so he called the Mizbeah, Hashem is our peace. 
So that was the unbelievable story. And I, I, it's an amazing story of how Gidon was called to be the leader of the Jewish people. There's so many different symbols. was for a, a path of spirituality that only Moshe and a little bit of, as we said, Eliyahu experienced. And then Gidon comes full, fully fully around, but we said also it was because of his advocacy of the Jewish people, his humility, uh, his, his great reverence for his father, all of those things combined to make Gidon the great leader uh, that he was. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish up next week the story of Gidon, oh, well, maybe, uh, hopefully, uh, and, uh, and then I'll, get, I'll have a great opportunity to wish everyone uh, again, if anybody wants to listen to this uh, here and they were not here tonight, um, it'll be available on the podcast, jewishpodcast.fm, slash Rabbi Alicia Weiss. Um, if you could, you could text me privately, I will send you the, uh, the, the, the link, 917-623-9754. Uh, we wish uh, Rabbi Achmiel and Rabbi Amin, the Shama should have an aliyah, and, and we, should, we should be, we should, uh, should be kindly upon us as spending our Sunday nights with the Amen. Amen.